0: to first ends, world champions. The Rams were built to win the Super Bowl and they have sealed the deal. The Golden State Warriors return to a familiar place. They're on top of the NBA world. they reach the summit, of the ambulance of 2022
1: Stanley Cup
0: Champions. It is episode 134. We are setting the table for the weekend. We've been waiting for our entire lives. My name is Matt. Manny and John are here as well. Not trying to pump this weekend up too much, but if this is not exactly as I hoped and dreamed it would be for the last 40 years of my lifetime, I'm not sure we're going to be able to continue this show.
2: (laughs) Why? What's going on this weekend? Is it... Is something going on. Uh,
0: we have got like the like the prime minister coming to town, like like when the when the queen announces that she's making the jump across the lake and is coming to do a little sightseeing. We have the man himself, Mister John Rashad, for the first time in roughly eight or nine years, leaving his house and coming down to, <laughs> to Windsor <laughs> for a weekend of frivolity, pizza, and. Uh, Bonding uh, between my son and your dog.
2: <laughs> Wait a minute! This is actually happening. I know we've been joking about it for weeks, but I didn't know this was actually happening.
0: Manny and I, Manny and I, are a long, long time ago. Set the under uh, uh, or the over under of days Rashad would spend in Windsor at point five, and I am still confident in the under but i will be happy to lose that bet it's still the favorite i think it it? A, like, there's no money to make I'm, I'm making a i'm making nine cents on this thing
2: not only does john have to drive from markdale to windsor wimbledon is on we are actually pulling him away from wimbledon
1: to make the trip to Windsor. This is huge. I know. It's been very exciting. Have you guys been getting up at 6 a.m. to watch all the excitement at Wimbledon, the fainting ball boy and everything that's been going on? I've you been know?
0: falling asleep to Wimbledon. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was only at soccer that you did. I've been going to. I've been going to bed when Wimbledon is coming on.
1: <laughs> uh, Ray Ferraro was talking about Wimbledon on the uh, Stanley Cup final last night. I heard that. uh, (laughs) Sorry, I should say, uh, what night was that? Sunday night, right? Sunday night. See, he gets
2: up early for tennis. He doesn't (laughs) even know what day it is. is. We're going to be waiting for him in Windsor,
0: and he's going to
2: be three days late.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They moved Canada Day to July 11th? (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing here on a Tuesday? (laughs) I haven't seen
2: anything about Wimbledon except for Jeannie Bouchard going viral in a green suit with the jacket that was unbuttoned. So she was showing her bra. It reminded me of the Seinfeld episode of Sue Ellen Mischke.
1: Sue Ellen Mischke. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was at a race in Montreal or something. Uh, Was it Formula One or something like that? And she just, she said she did up the jacket when she had to hang out with her grandma. <laughs> so she uh
0: <laughs> So her the grandma's only... the one person that doesn't know that she's an international celebrity that would gawk at her Instagram page. Okay. <laughs> That's the only thing I
2: know about Wimbledon. Oh boy, John, if this is happening, this is this weekend as my good friend Crosley would say, it's a double banger.
0: <laughs> double banger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You've taught your son that expression? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. We only we only taught him
0: banger. He came up with double banger. That's right. He yelled out double banger. That's right. <laughs> we were listening to some so- some uh, songs in the uh, the Pave Grotto uh, when we were over there last, and uh, we told ta- hey, Cros- Crosley, what, "Just go go over to Uncle Manny and say this one's a banger." And he just started <laughs> laughing because he thought the word was funny, and uh, then we explained what it is. And at one point, he graduated to double banger. So we got to get him. We got to teach him pump it or dump it, and uh, and he's all set. (laughs) If you take nothing else from your father, the ability to identify a double banger is huge.
2: This is gonna be a great weekend. I'm so (laughs) pumped now. In fact, if John is coming down, we're not gonna have the OT. So this will be our only show of this week because
0: we've got some prep going on here, Matt, <laughs> I, I can assure you there is more prep done for this weekend than it is for this show. That's about
1: to—that
0: <laughs> is a guarantee.
1: And if I had a laptop, I would bring one down and produce the show. But I use a desktop computer to do the show, so lugging all that stuff down there would be a bit of a problem for everybody. That's okay. We
2: we've got phones. We can we can have emergency
0: podcasts
2: live on Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah. Rashad, doesn't your cell phone still come in a briefcase? <laughs>
2: the only way it plugs in is into the lighter in the car
1: (laughs) (laughs) I got rid of the black well no the blackberry died when I changed the battery I think I screwed something up
0: (laughs) oh man oh I can promise you one thing this is going to be a great weekend and the other thing is Kiefer does not get to control the music (laughs) I mean, i'm not even giving him the password to my bluetooth so no, don't worry no. about it.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> well it's probably a good thing we don't have to do the extra show this week because we have a lot to get to on this show so uh we'll have a lot of hockey talk of course but we also do have some other sports to talk about but uh yeah let's start with the stanley Cup final first of all five seconds to go
0: up it comes to the line won
1: the stanley cup the colorado avalanche are nhl champions for the first time since 2001 good friend of the show jd moffett probably hasn't stopped celebrating since sunday night what did you guys think of their run
2: Uh, i thought it was a great run from start to finish and uh, a lot of people were talking about it on sunday night uh the fact that five years ago they were horrible like the worst team in the NHL. And five years later, they're now Stanley Cup champs. Uh, obviously, they had a great young core five years ago. They didn't mess around with it. Landis Gog, uh, McKinnon, uh, Um What they did do is they really drafted well. You look at the players who really put them over the edge. Well, let's start with the con Smythe winner, Cale McCarr. Like, he was a difference. And then um, Byron was fantastic on the back end, too. I thought he was really uh, an unsung hero on the back end. And then you got to give Joe Sackick a lot of credit because the players that he brought into the lineup played great roles from Nazem Kadri to Devin Taves to even Darcy Kemper in goal at forward defense. Like, I thought it was great. And – Guys, you know this. Like The NHL is such a copycat league. I was thinking about what other teams might try to take away from Colorado. And I think their speed really was on display. But I wonder if teams just really try to build around speed and that strong forecheck to create turnovers and that relentlessness. I wonder if that'll be part of the new regime in the NHL teams as we move forward past 2022.
1: Yeah, I think that's going to be the big thing that um, that other teams try to mimic. And that's a hard thing to do to have players that can skate that fast, uh, that long. I, I remember, um, was it the first period? I don't think there was uh, that first TV timeout didn't happen until almost two-thirds of the way through the first period. So there's a lot of tempo to that team.
0: Yeah, the depth is is incredible. I mean, you just just like Gabriel Langdeskog said, you just got to get yourself a Kael McCarr. And, and there's plenty of those guys around, so yeah, just go go find one of those guys. So it's uh, top top to bottom, all the way through. I think the most impressive part of that series, uh, and it normally is at any point in when you watch the Stanley Cup Finals, that third period, what Colorado did to Tampa Bay at home to save their life looked easy it was you know they kept on talking about the defense and the defense and how they're shutting it down and i kept seeing just how quickly their offense turns and transition and how quickly they're able to get on the puck and possess the puck and move it around the zone and find open spots just even passing it into space to keep the play moving i didn't even necessarily think it was much of the defense for the most part i just thought it was the way that the offense was able to control the puck but they were fantastic um i was you know it's always always exciting no matter who it is to see um them lift the, the stanley cup and then i remembered that i haven't watched that red wings avalanche rivalry series yet so screw colorado <laughs>
2: how about jared bednar right he won an east coast championship he won an ahl championship and now an nhl championship that's pretty impressive yeah.
1: One of the one playing. of the neat things about that too is the sacrifice he made. Um they were talking about it. I don't know if you guys watched the American broadcast, but yeah. they were talking about how when he was coaching in the minors, that his wife and his family stayed home for the entire time he was coaching, and he went entire seasons for several years without seeing his family for months yeah. at a time. Like yeah, that's they stayed
2: in BC. They stayed in BC. Yeah, They're and going.
1: he was where he was that's uh, that's in- impressive that uh, he was able to win at every level being that far away from home i guess it gives you time to focus if nothing else
0: yeah and and, and again hats off to john cooper i mean when they win the, uh, the when they win the stanley cup and they're in the line shaking hands he's front and center patting everyone on the back laughing with everybody genuinely looking looks happy for the people that he was shaking the hands of he had a great, quick chat with Jared Bednar, and you could tell that that had some laughs and some seriousness. And then the interview he did with Kevin Weeks afterwards, he was very upfront and and just seems like really like the most down to earth guy you come across in hockey. And and he said it too, and I, I think it's I think it's very true that you know the, Kevin Weeks alluded to three Stanley Cups in four years. I I wouldn't pa- put it past the way that that team's built.
1: Yeah, um, they failed to win that third Stanley Cup, but Stamkos said it too. Their dynasty is not over, and uh, do you think their window is still open?
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. I totally agree. You know, when you look at John Cooper, and and I think Matt was alluding to this, he's a coach that everyone wants to play for. Right. Because of the way he handles himself, whether it's at a news conference, whether it's being interviewed one on one by a reporter, whether it's talking to people on the ice after they lose a game. Like, I, I think he's a guy they want to play for. They've been to uh, six conference finals in eight years. Not only have they won the cup twice, but they've been to six conference finals in eight years. And when you take a look at the way their roster's built. They have three or four UFAs, really, if you count Riley Nash. The others are Andre Palat, uh, Nick Paul, and Jan Ruda. I think you got to find a way to keep Palat. And I don't know if you can keep Paul, um, but he was outstanding for them in the playoffs as well. But I think you got to keep Palat. And then everyone else is the same and stays. You still have Vasilevsky, who's great. You still have... Hedman, and Sergachev, who are great on the back end. And then, of course, Braden Point, when he's healthy, will be great. Kucherov, Sorelli, Kalorn, and the captain, Stamkos. So this team can really compete again next year.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it's amazing that this team will be able to stay together, and they managed to go to a second cup. They had a little bit of turnover in the previous season, so now – they could take another run at it, maybe next year, the year after, as well.
0: Well, that's where you you see what Julian Brees was able to bring to the table as a general manager. I mean, he makes the deal this year for for Brandon Hagel, who's young and, and has some controllable years. Uh, you know, he goes and gets uh, a Corey Perry. He goes and gets Nick Paul, uh, and and makes those moves for just those little guys that again we always. As fans want to see the massive blockbusters with first-round picks going either way and Hall of Famer this and that, and you know the Tampa Bay Lightning go and get Nick Paul, and everybody's like, "Well, I mean, uh, all right." And some people got to go on elite prospects and find out who they just got, <laughs> and it turns out the guy fits exactly what they're trying to do and exactly what they needed from the guy, especially when you see like the playoffs Kalorn had in comparison, 25 goals in the regular season, zero in the playoffs. Did he, You know, is he an impact player? Did they need him? They sure did. Did they afterwards in, in hindsight? It would have helped for sure, but, but they definitely had guys that step up. So no, there's, there's definitely some, uh, uh, some run there uh, left left for them, and, and you look at that division, and it's one of the tougher divisions for sure, but there's definitely some separation between the top three and four and everybody else. Yeah, and but they don't need to make a big splash. Like, they already they have
2: don't. their number one line with Kucherov and Point, and if you bring back Palat and you got Stampos. Like, a Sorelli is only 24 years of age. Like, hello, Point yeah. is only 26, Right. Yeah, Sergachev is 24. Uh, Eric Chernak's 25. Hedman, he's a young 31. Vasilevsky, he's 27. Yeah, like, this team can definitely go on a run here.
0: Yeah.
1: And I know it was said a few times over the course of the night. How bad do you feel for Corey Perry after uh, <laughs> the number of times he's been to the final and not won it in the last few years?
2: Yeah, Three straight years, the only player in NHL history to lose three straight – cup finals with three different teams. Yeah.
1: <laughs> He's like, "Can I get traded to the abs, please?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> and Lord Stanley's Cup is also getting some repairs after it was dented during the on-ice celebrations. We got a question from James in Detroit who wondered if we've ever broken anything precious during celebrations as a kid.
0: Just hearts. <laughs> Just hearts. <laughs> No, I don't think so. Um, uh, One thing I do, like just as a kid, remember breaking was uh, the window of the fireplace uh, in my my parents' living room. I was throwing a baseball around and and miss and hit that and we had a babysitter over. And so when my parents got home, the babysitter had to explain and I was definitely fleeing the scene at that point to uh, throw the blame on something, anything else. But then when my parents found out it was a baseball that was being thrown in the house the the, the spotlight was pretty easy to, to pick out who may have done that <laughs> No I mean no it was Amy yeah. <laughs> there, my, it was either me who grew up every day playing baseball or my sister who I don't think has ever held a baseball so <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty straightforward open and shut case there.
1: <laughs> I don't remember ever breaking anything, but I do remember one time I was over at my aunt's house and she had a boyfriend at the time who was very wealthy. He had a crystal ball sitting on a stand in the middle of their living room. Ooh. And I went over with it and went over to it pretending like it was an orb and had my hand on each side of it, not touching it. But he was so nervous about it. He made me get away from it and was <laughs> quite rude about it. So my parents never liked him after that.
2: That's awesome.
1: That's but that was awesome. the closest I ever got that to something really valuable. Good.
2: That's pretty good. In my house as a kid, I, I this was like an old ashtray, but it was like uh it was like um, it had a base and then it had a skinny pole and then at the top it and yeah, it's a good thing so we only do anything. the audio
0: right now. Go ahead, continue.
2: <laughs> and it had an ashtray on the top of it. And I thought it was always peculiar because my parents never smoked. So I'm like, "Why is this thing in the damn house? So I would pretend it's the Stanley Cup after mini sticks, and just yeah. and just run around the house with it and think it's yep. the best. Well, the top part came off. Uh, <laughs> of course. Of course. And the Portuguese parents didn't like it one bit. How dare you <laughs> break something? It was
0: a statue of the Madonna, wasn't it? Yeah.
2: (laughs) So what did I do as I got older? I would take my dad's vodka bottles, empty them, and pour in water to make sure he didn't notice that there was much missing from the bottle. (laughs) I was a bad kid.
1: (laughs) 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 The Hockey Hall of Fame class of 2022 was announced on Monday, and three of my Vancouver Canucks are going into the hall. The Sedin twins, Henrik and Daniel, as well as Roto Luongo. They're going into the hall with Daniel Albertson and black hockey pioneer Herb Carnegie. What do you guys think of that list? And did the voters miss anybody?
0: You know, when you put all of the great players the Vancouver Canucks have had into one ballot, that's a pretty good team. (laughs) <laughs> they should have won game. something, right?
1: They should have won a cup or something, won something like that. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, the only, the only, like, there's, there's a few. I mean, McGilney's definitely on the list of of somebody that's still outside looking in that, that I don't really get. I, you know, for for me um, being a Wings fan, I didn't think Zetterberg was a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I certainly don't think he's going to be waiting too long. And Caroline Nolette was the one that stood out for me uh, uh, as far as a a miss. Four gold medals, six world championships. She's won four Clarkson Cups. She won an NCAA championship. Not a lot of people that can say they can do that in whatever level of hockey. So uh, that was a miss for me, but I don't think they got anybody uh, on there that shouldn't be.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm pretty happy with those selections, obviously, but uh, but also I think uh, Daniel Albertson's very deserving, and then rep, uh, recognizing pioneers of the game as well is always good.
2: Yeah, Herb Carnegie, he was a 20 goal scorer with the Owen Sound Mercury. Shout out Owen Sound, city of Owen Sound, who we all know and love for the 1953-54 Mercuries. Uh, he was fantastic. If you ever lived in Owen Sound, and you know you. Talk to older hockey folk, they talk about that Mercury's team like it was the best team ever assembled.
0: You had Uh, season tickets that year,
2: didn't you? Back in the day, (laughs) uh, after I left my home with the uh, homemade, the Stanley Cup there, the Portuguese disaster. <laughs> um,
1: and I think if you ever go get uh, breakfast or lunch at the Boot and Blade in Owen Sound, I think they have a lot of pictures of that team up yeah. on uh, on their sure,
2: walls. Sure. But you, you mentioned a couple guys or a couple people, Matt, that I really thought should have been in. Alex McGilney, another Canuck, by the way, yeah. would have been great. Like you could put him in as a player. He scored 76 goals in 77 games in a season. And if that wasn't enough, he was the first Soviet to def- defect, mm-hmm. right? And join the NHL. Like, you could even put him in the builder category if you want for that. But Caroline Olette, not only did she win four Olympic gold, they were four consecutive Olympic gold medals. That's pretty impressive. And Not bad. Like, come on, what else do you have to do to get in? And Jennifer Botterell, we watch her on the hockey broadcast now. She should be up for consideration. Three Olympic gold, eight medals total combined with Olympics and World Hockey Championships. Like, I'm a little bit surprised one of those three, let alone all three, are not going into the hall yet. Can you believe
0: what we just saw? This is incredible. You know, guys, I got to be honest. I agree. But
1: unbelievable. Oh my God. Oh, wow. Now it's time for our play of the week And it's a tremendous catch from a baseball rookie
0: There's a flare to right center Riley Green got to go oh, Did he pull that in? He did <laughs> Superman dive And Riley Green makes one of the best players of the season
1: Riley Green of the Detroit Tigers does his best Superman impression and lays out to make an incredible catch. And it's our play of the week, as voted on by you, our listeners.
2: Great plays. Two Detroit Tigers in the options. you would love to see it. And a CFL play just for you, Matt, even though your Rough Riders lost in that play to the Montreal Alouettes.
0: I know. The Alouettes. See, this is the Alouettes came back to get. I, I was on the train last year. I was all pumped for the Alouettes. They they broke my heart. They're listening to the podcast. They hear there's some new floozy in town in Saskatchewan. They're like, oh no 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 no. You're gonna for, you can you can try to move on. You can try to, to find uh, something else out in this cold cold world. But you don't forget. Don't forget the original. The o, the OG. Your your CFL OG. It's just a message. It's it's just a message. I I didn't predict an undefeated season. I just picked a great cup championship. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I wouldn't worry about it. Everything's Everything's fine. No problem.
2: All good. You look like like that meme with the dog sitting at a table with everything burning around him afterwards. It's all fine.
0: It's fine. Everything's fine. fine.
2: Everything's good.
0: (laughs) For, For a guy who knows absolutely nothing about what he's kind of cheering for. He is in sure panic mode in one, at 1-1 one, one in the season. I'm ready to sell sell the farm and rebuild. Join the AFL. Where's, where's Dwayne Johnson? Get the XFL involved.
2: Hey, let me just say the Bombers are still undefeated. I'll just throw that out there. Our, our play of the week is brought to you by London Awnings.
0: Quality that shows. And you picked the Colorado Avalanche too to win the Stanley Cup. Didn't you? Way to go out on a limb again, man! He did it. Hey, he did it again. It's the year of the front runner.
2: I'm telling you right now, it's the year of the front runners. I can only hope in basketball next
0: year it's the same way. <laughs> the
2: Pistons?
0: Yeah. Oh, don't, don't get me started. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, to vote on the poll for next week, you can go on our social media feeds, podcast FFC on uh, Twitter and on Facebook for future considerations. You can vote, you can share, you can like, and you can review. Before you get going here, Rashad,
2: Matt and I are sitting at an establishment not far from the, the Piva Grotto watching the NBA draft unfold All right, and watching the Pistons Grab Jade and Ivy at number five of the NBA draft. I've never seen Matt more excited about a draft in
0: in my life. R- Rashad, and you would know this when I was up in Owen sound, and the Pistons won a championship. Yep. And you were in my living room when Tayshaun Prince blocked the layup from Reggie Miller that shut that basically won the conference finals. That was like watching color bars compared to how excited I am about the future of the Detroit Pistons right now, today. On this day, the Pistons are going to be unbelievable for the next 15 years.
1: Wow, that's impressive because I remember Matt jumped up and the coffee table went flying and drink spilled. And- on myself. I just grabbed, <laughs> just
0: dunked them on myself. That was at the draft party. That was us uh, at the restaurant at the watching the draft. <laughs> We got kicked out. He was so excited.
2: Unbelievable.
1: (laughs) Well, there were some uh, fireworks in a different sport over the weekend. Matt's other favorite sport, baseball.
2: (laughs) And he has pitched out of the pen Uh,
0: in Salt Lake. And he just hit Winker. Erica with the first pitch. Scott Service is calling for him to be thrown out of the game. And Winker, Winker's trying to get towards... Phil Nevin, and the Angels, and the benches have cleared, and Justin Upton comes in, and we have chaos, bullpens coming in now, can't remember the last time we have seen one of these with the Angels and the opposing team, and it's not done, it is not done.
1: There was a good old fashioned bench clearing brawl between the LA Angels and the Seattle Mariners and the entertainment didn't end there. A Mariners fan sent a pizza to the Seattle clubhouse in Los Angeles, addressed to Jesse Winker, who was mad about getting plunked. <laughs> so what do you guys think of the whole bench clearing brawl of baseball?
0: You know what? I, I, I lo- <laughs> I like the, I like the emotion. It's, it looks silly.
1: It really does.
0: There's in so many different aspects. And I don't think there's anything less cool in, in an entire, in a fight scenario than when you have eight people running out from the outfield, not going after each other, but waiting till we're all in the pile and then going after each other. And it's a lot of the pushing and shoving and your mama and this and that. And there's always like the first base coach is the one that's got to get held back out of everybody. Or like it's like the, the, the assistant athletic trainer that's all hot and bothered and throws something from the back that hits somebody. And that like there's there they're, as much as there are fights, they are soft. They really are.
1: <laughs> I was laughing at that too. Um, delayed reaction, like 30 seconds or 40 seconds after it all starts, everybody comes running in from the bullpen and then they get to home plate and then turn to each other and start fighting. Yeah. Like it's yeah.
0: so like, As they're running in, it's like they're, uh, you know, soldiers going into war and then realizing <laughs> the whole way there that the guy, like turn to your left. <laughs> the Russians are right there. Get, they're, they're already out there. It's eight on eight right now. Don't make it 40 on 40. It's you got him right now. That's what I am not going to pay attention to any more baseball bench clearing brawls until the bullpens decide to go at it in left center field or whatever stadium they're in. That's that's a fight. <laughs> you guys are
2: soft. That was the greatest thing I've seen all baseball season. Come on. They actually threw punches in this thing. (laughs) Rendon, who can't play, he's got a cast (laughs) on his right hand. He is swinging and trying to punch people. This is the best thing ever. Too many times I've seen the dugouts, the benches get cleared, and nobody throw a punch. They just just yell at each other and say, you're mama. This time, somebody said your mama and then slugged the guy right in the side of the face. It's the best
0: thing ever. (laughs) You know what? Uh, You know who I give credit to as far as fights and brawls and ejections? Being the sacrificial lamb for the Toronto Blue Jays. And going out, handing out the lineup card, and man, man to man, one on four with the umpires, getting yourself tossed before the game even starts, and get a five game suspension. We got guys, we got guys doing steroids that are getting less games than the first base coach of the Blue Jays because he used the he used the Crash Davis term to the umpire right in his face, handing out the lineup cards, and off he went. I think he said more than your mama to
2: the umpire. That's... But it was worth it. It, it was, was great. Because that umpire was trash the night before and the Jays went out and won the game. Yep. They should do that more often. I guarantee we will see more bench clearance balls this year. Because you will get a pizza delivered to your clubhouse after the game
0: from a fan. One more point on the Blue Jays. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Montoya is the worst manager in the league. Uh, That guy was terrible. Can you believe that? Hey, you, go talk to him for me. (laughs) Speaking of soft, (laughs) be soft. He feels like, like he was like, you know, was it just for laughs they used to do that where they put the bug in the guy's ear and make him go talk to somebody, but the guy in the van would tell him what to say every time? That's what that was like. He had a bug in his ear. Charlie Montoya was like, Call him a CS. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, this is not going to be good. You're a, you're out of here. All right. Five games. Go see your family.
1: You know, it's funny, actually. I was actually taking that day off work, so I watched that game, and Charlie Montoya swears he didn't tell him to say a thing. He said he did that totally on his own, which I don't know if I believe.
0: Then you got a problem within your coaching staff, Charlie Montoya. Yeah. <laughs> it- <laughs> If, if the renegade first base coach is who you have to watch out for, you don't stand a chance in this world. My second bold
2: prediction, Montoya is going to get fired and the first base coach is going to be the new
0: manager for the Toronto Blue Jays. You know what? I think Mark Shapiro should be worried with this guy. Who is the, When's his bobblehead night?
2: <laughs> the greatest first base coach in Major League Baseball right now. <laughs> and we don't even know his name it's guillermo no, martinez by the way guillermo, guillermo martinez, martinez. beautiful
0: <laughs> i what? bet you there he's getting a pizza delivered to the clubhouse for oh. him too are you kidding me this guy's this guy's getting delivered by a bunch of geishas probably he's just got his <laughs> pick of the litter in toronto or milwaukee or wherever he was Oh <laughs> you
1: And now it's time for Rapid Fire. And we asked this question on social media recently <laughs> about the best team in baseball. Scott in Town says it's easily the New York Yankees, but Chris and Guelph says the Yankees will choke in the playoffs. If you guys are betting today, who are you putting your money on to win the World Series?
2: I don't know if I would put my money on any baseball team right now. It's not July just yet. However, in saying that, I still probably would go with the Dodgers and their championship pedigree to try to win the World Series yet again. Uh, They're not that far behind the Yankees in the overall standings in Major League Baseball. So I just there's something about the Yankees. I just don't trust
1: yeah, I agree. I would probably still go with the Dodgers. But I will brag and say who said the Yankees were going to be there and be a lot more competitive than people were giving them credit for? I know a guy. He's really oh. smart, good looking. He's traveling to Windsor this weekend. I don't know if you've heard of him.
0: Oh, you haven't patted yourself on the back in a while, <laughs> Channing Tatum? <laughs> June 29th, Rashad's already got the season wrapped up. I told you so. This is, I'll, if, you've, if you've listened to the other 133 episodes, John loves to remind us when he's right. Manny goes out and picks the favorite.
1: <laughs> and Matt hates baseball. It's
2: the
0: year of the front runner, I'm telling you. And I hate baseball. <laughs> If I'm putting money, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get cute just because none of y'all will get cute. I'm gonna get cute and say you're playing with a few guys, heavy, heavy players on your team missing, and the San Diego Padres are right there, right now at 45 and what, 30 or something like that. No Machado, no Tatis. Once you get those guys plugging in, the ball starts flying in San Diego. That's going to be a pretty tough team because I think this goes a long way in a young group to realize you don't, if you can win in a tough division without two of the top five players in the National League, I think that says something. And we know San Diego is not afraid of making moves either. You're getting too cute. You're getting way too cute, Matt.
2: Don't overthink this. I'm a cute guy.
1: A boxing match has been organized between former NFL running backs Adrian Peterson and Leveon Bell. Are you guys going to watch and who do you think wins?
0: I'm not watching this. Are you watching <laughs> this? Where's my guy Jake Paul? What's he been doing these days? Yeah, I think isn't another YouTuber putting this on? <laughs> like ugh. these guys are this is this is dumb. <laughs> Listen,
2: isn't Adrian Peterson like almost 40?
0: Yeah, they're, the tail of the tape on these two is actually pretty good because, um, yeah, I think there's a, like a six- or seven-year difference. But according to their most recent stats, that uh, uh, Le'Veon Bell is about eight pounds more than Adrian Peterson, and they're both about six one, So they, they're they similar in height, uh, weight, weight, um records. Uh, and uh but Peterson's like seven, eight years older,
2: right? There's a big age difference, yeah. <clears throat> I'm going with the younger guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna win my Dodgers bet and go double or nothing on Le'Veon Bell. As
0: long as they don't let Adrian Peterson bring a belt. <laughs> oh <laughs> oh side.
2: We lost for a shot, ladies and gentlemen. He's out. He's been knocked out by Matt in his belt.
1: Oh, man. That's a good line. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have no prediction on this. I have no idea. I have no prediction. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go with the younger guy, too.
0: Oh, there (laughs) you go.
1: Don't you know, pump it up. You've got to pump it And now we have another Pump It or Dump It submission. This one comes from Kyle in C- Cottam I don't even know where that is. Where Where does Kyle live? Where is that?
2: Cottom's in good old Essex County, right in the
0: oh. middle of Essex County. We'll take you there. Yeah, you'll see it on the sign.
1: All right. <laughs> don't forget my love. The song is called Don't Forget My Love by Diplo and Miguel. So, boys, pump it or dump it.
0: It's not a banger. It's definitely not a double banger.
1: <laughs> this is,
0: I, I don't even know that this is a pool party song. This might be like, you know, and I'm just going to set, a, set a, a, a picture here. So Rashad and Jill are tired. They go inside. Rashad passes out. Manny's still outside cleaning up, putting some stuff away. Oh, oh, hi, <laughs> Shannon. Want to dip in the pool while it's nice and quiet? Don't forget, my love comes on. Abby and Sophie have a brother.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, first, first of all, <laughs> Rashad's gonna have to crawl into the house after playing beer roulette. <laughs> he wouldn't. He well. He, he probably wouldn't be able to see very well.
0: So maybe <laughs> Rashad may just be on the other side of the house, just uh, uh, Tom Hanks a league of their own peeing and not notice anything. <laughs> Uh, this is a banger.
2: We're going to be listening to this song this weekend. This is a banger, maybe even a
1: double banger by the end oh, of the weekend. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I like this song. I like the beat. Oh, I like here everything about this song. There it is. Here we go. <laughs> you don't like it that much, eh, Matt?
0: It's it's good. It, uh, yeah, it's good. Like, but I mean, it's not unreal. <laughs>
1: And that does it for another debate on rapid fire.
2: Oh, we're done?
1: All right. Oh, we, man. We blew through that really quickly. Matt didn't go off on a 10 minute rant about anything. Oh,
2: another fantastic debate, fellas. Wow. Remember, this is our only show of the week. No OT this week because of the national holidays in Canada and the U.S. A big happy Canada Day and Fourth of July weekend to our listeners. We're going to take the weekend off because Rashad is actually
0: coming down to visit us in Windsor. So this is big. This is big. Also big start. I forgot to mention this earlier. This is also the launch of the get Curtis to Windsor campaign. Manny, I was talking to you about this this week. I was talking to our boy magic, our horse. He sent me a message this week, said, I think we're moving to Windsor within two or three weeks. So we're just pushing that campaign. Curtis to Windsor. It's going to happen. You know what? If you need us to take care of your house in Los Angeles, we'll make that sacrifice for you too. Do we, can we do a house
2: trade? That's fair. He can come up here in the winter and we'll go down there in the summer. Yeah,
0: absolutely. (laughs) It's a great trade. As long as the trade works out for us all the time. (laughs) I think that's going to be a good idea. (laughs) Great idea.
2: Oh, Magic. Let us know when you want to make a deal. In the meantime, go back and listen to Magic in one of our previous episodes. We've had other guests, too. Some great conversations with Jamie Campbell, Fred Wallace, David Branch. Jaden lindo other players that you'll want to check out go back and have a listen to some of our previous episodes
1: yeah and if you have any show suggestions or guest suggestions questions for an upcoming debate send us an email for future considerations at gmail.com
0: and we're always posting on social media lydia literally this thing does not stop this is a train that we are telling you right now get off the tracks because it is coming for you no matter what You never know what we're going to post next. You're missing out if you're not following podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram and for future considerations on Facebook. And it's been really good to notice that – when you're listening to podcasts and you go on Spotify or whatever it is that we've asked for a couple of weeks for somebody to review it, literally no one has. So if you wouldn't mind just giving <laughs> us a review as well, make sure that there are people out there that are alive and uh, that this is not just on somebody's loop uh, while they sit there dying in their lazy boy. It would be appreciated.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, bleak picture you just painted, Matt. Look, at yeah. this
0: point, I was begging for five stars like two weeks ago. At this point, I just <laughs> want to know that there's a pulse. That's it's it's <laughs> low bar, low bar.
2: See, this guy he got a little morbid after we started talking about brawls. He brought it <laughs> the belt.
0: People are dying I... in barco loungers. Like oh, it was, the, it was the Rough Riders. I've already uh, already casting their funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Say that, it ain't so. That garbage team is going one and whatever the difference is in games in the CFL schedule. <laughs> we are betting on the
2: CFL this weekend. I'm telling you right now live <laughs> betting between the three of us. I hey, gotta... I think
1: the Lions are playing Thursday night, aren't they? Am I going to get here? Am I going to get to your house in time?
2: Maybe. I'll get oh the 60 of tequila ready. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, by the way, we want to thank our sponsors for the podcast, London Awnings, Quality That Shows, and Shane Topalovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training and nutrition. Maybe he will make an appearance this weekend. That's
1: right. Also, our other uh, special sponsors make Lazy Boy recliners they're to die for. <laughs>
0: Just, just lie back and enjoy watching your soul dissipate. <laughs> Nothing Don't. matters anymore anyways, boys. It was a good run. Have a great long weekend wherever you are, because it all sucks from here on out.
2: <laughs> and on that note, have a great holiday weekend. Yes. We'll talk to you next week on Perfusion Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their MO for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst.
1: It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's
0: over. Go home.